Hey, 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 guys, and welcome back to our 10th episode of The Fact That. It is a very special episode because it's the 10th episode. And as long awaited and promised for a long time at this point, we have our first guest with us. So welcome my co-hosts, Emma Victoria, and now our special guest, Oliver M. James. Welcome, guys. (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. So oh my God! Jump welcome right to the into fact the that. action. Welcome, welcome. To the fact yes, that Ollie. Welcome. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> so, Oliver, do introduce yourself. All right. So, my name is Oliver M. James. I'm a clinical hypnotist. That might seem like a strange thing to say, um, <laughs> but I help people change the way that they experience different situations it might be exam stress it might be um, learning a new language and Mm -hmm. it might be giving up a annoying habit like smoking or vaping or something like that so i help people make really important changes in their life through the help of clinical hypnosis and i'm really passionate about hypnosis and i believe it's probably one of the most underused and misunderstood uh, tools of helping people that are out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and hopefully I'll be able to give you guys and girls today a little <laughs> bit of a uh, preview of what you can do and uh, a bit more information about what hypnosis can do and how it can help you uh, in, your, in your daily life. Yeah, right. we are very interested and very stoked about it. Actually, I've been waiting for a long time for this collaboration to happen. Same, <laughs> same. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. I'm already hypnotized. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I've been hypnotized. Yeah. So, um, to give you a little side note on that one, we had a previous session with uh, my friend Oliver here, and he has given us an insight into what it feels like to be hypnotized, and has. Yeah, just basically played some. Can we say mind tricks with us? Yeah, a mind trick is a good is a good uh, a good start. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Oliver, where would you, for our listeners, as most of us are medical students, where would you see that uh, hypnosis could be most useful or most used in the field that we are in? Okay. So, what we actually have at the moment is a growing body of research um, mm-hmm. in term- for pain management and pain control, both acute pain and chronic pain. And there's more and more studies which are being released showing the benefits of using a hypnosis intervention. Now, hypnosis has been used for quite a while. It's been, there's a, there's a concept called hypnobirthing, for example, which can help um, pregnant mothers give give birth with less stress, mm-hmm. less pain. This has been around for a good number of decades now. But increasingly, there's research being done in, in terms of pain management. And mm-hmm. you know, even from the early 18th, 19th century, they were doing operations using hypnosis before they had chemical anesthesia to do it. But hypnosis has suffered a little bit with the kind of uh, cultural image that many people have as it being some kind of mind control or some kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, manipulation of the mind, when in reality, it's, it's really about taking control. It's really about um, putting you back in the driving seat of your experience. So right. if, for example, you're experiencing a lot of pain, now obviously that pain is a signal, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to suffer with that pain. And there are things you can do to begin to reduce and to alleviate that pain. So that's one area. Another area is in terms of anxiety. Many people undergo some really serious operations. And just the operation itself is maybe one thing, but the, the whole build-up for that operation, the whole preparation, and then the recovery after that can also be very, very stressful, very, 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 very traumatic. And so hypnosis can be helpful there in helping patients gain more positive outcomes in their, uh, in their life, really. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, what's nice about it is it's a very quick, it's a very easy tool 
that people can learn to self-apply. Mm-hmm. Often it helps to be guided first, and then people can learn the skills themselves so they can really have some self-efficacy over their experience, which is, which is great, which makes them more independent. So that's, that's, that's another area. And the other area, which is pretty interesting, is more for the point of, of, of students who are experiencing perhaps a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, maybe sleep issues. It's also really helpful there as well. You can do certain things in hypnosis, which allow you to really alleviate a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. You can see yourself performing at your best, and that can be really, really powerful in helping you get through an exam, Mm -hmm. reach a qualification, um, or certain conversations, job interviews, Mm -hmm. all these kinds of things hypnosis can be can be used for so it's a it's a really interesting one i actually also specialize in helping people learn foreign languages with the help of hypnosis so not learning in your sleep which is a lot of people might first imagine Mm -hmm. but actually looking at some of the 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 anxiety issues that occur when you're learning a language you know if you imagine Mm -hmm. you've got to the age of 21 and all of a sudden you've got to learn a new language and you have the vocabulary of uh, a two-year-old, you know, or oh, even, yeah. maybe even less than that. Yeah, and that, can be, really stressful si- that can be a really stressful situation to be in. And you can feel as if you're mm-hmm. stupid and some people will just give up because they can't mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. that. Because yeah. they, don't, they don't see themselves ever becoming good at it, ever becoming fluent at it. And just that alone, that foundation isn't there. So hypnosis can be helpful there as well mm-hmm. yeah so you would say in simple terms put it's rather uh, it's not really a tool to help you learn a language but more to overcome the barriers to actually express yourself in the language Is that correct? exactly yeah it's, it's to mm-hmm. help bring down the barriers of uh, of learning mm-hmm. and would you also say that the uh, statement uh, that hypnosis can be used in order to learn the, to speed up, say, this, uh, the learning process, or is it simply to overcome barriers? Well, if, you're, if you are less stressed mm-hmm. and if you have more belief in mm-hmm. your ability and you have the motivation to practice, mm-hmm. obviously you're going to learn quicker. You're going to mm-hmm. be practicing more, so your, your language learning will accelerate. However, it's not just simply about you're going to listen to some hypnosis and all of a sudden you're going to be speaking fluent Chinese um, it's, it, it still takes time, it still takes a lot of effort, you still mm-hmm. make a ton mm-hmm. of mistakes but awesome. rather than berating yourself for those mistakes you'll mm-hmm. see them in a different way, you'll see them as well okay, that was, didn't get that right but now I've learned something and now I, I've remembered that and I can use that to then go go forwards you know so yes it can but i wouldn't like to say it's suddenly uh, a miracle cure or anything like that so so just start speaking (laughs) fluently but many people do have sort of mental blocks around Mm -hmm. performance around giving talks giving presentations and that's where that's where hypnosis really shines Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Which would be rather helpful considering, you know, what we've been through with learning Latvian while starting medical school. That was quite the hustle, honestly. It really was. But I feel like, is it true that hypnosis can help you in like your focus practice? Because I feel like that's, or kind of what I got off of your explanation was like, you feel like you're not in the driver's seat, but in in turn it puts you in the driver's seat because you're able to... Mm -hmm maybe turn off external things or internal like you kind of shut down your nervous system in order to focus more focus maybe on one thing where in this world right now we focus on one billion things at a time and what I just said was the first thing because we just did our little hypnosis was my thoughts were turned off which was so cool that was so powerful like no random oh god I gotta eat like in an hour or I have to do this it was just turned Mm -hmm. off and I was completely focused and my body just was working. Yeah. That's, that was insane. That's, that's really, you've really hit the nail on the head. It's really about reducing that mental chatter, those, that 
well, there's a lot of distractions. So you can really focus. So again, focus is a is also an mm -hmm. area which you can help you with. You know, if you need to do a piece of work or study, then you could take yourself into self hypnosis for just a few a few minutes, and then you can have that focus. You've got it. Mm -hmm. Or you can say to yourself, every time that I sit in that chair and I open up Word or Excel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get that focus you're going to feel that focus and you can start to build it in a bit like an association a mm -hmm. positive association you can have um you know you may have heard of the famous experiment with uh, ivan pavlov with the dogs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they it's the same thing you can create that kind of conditioning using yeah. hypnosis as well mm -hmm. that's cool i need that um <laughs> <laughs> It just quite honestly reminds me of this negative cognition that I have experienced in the past weeks is when I open, open like I usually study uh, pharmacology with the numbers because I make this table with, like mechanism of action and everything. And usually I got very tired studying it. So the other day I was working on a work project for the university and um, I, op I simply opened up numbers. It had nothing to do with pharmacology, but I instantly noticed how like my, my tiredness level like rose to a peak, which is like, this is not good. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm negatively hypnotized. <laughs> but I don't think it's really hypnotized, but it's like no. the... the, the um, it's a conditioning. The, yeah, conditioning, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but it's numbers super interesting. for me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and another field that you are very interested in, as I was told, is relaxation techniques and stress reduction techniques that you have a lot to share with us with. Yes. So, um, there's a bit of sometimes a bit of confusion with hypnosis and relaxation. Many people believe that hypnosis is that when you to be hypnotized you have to be really relaxed and it's it's not really true um really what you need is focus and to be able to engage your imagination and if you think about the experience which you guys have had you weren't slumped in a chair or sitting with a blanket on and reclined you were standing up uh with your yeah. eyes open experiencing your your hands seemingly float into the air by itself yeah so hypnosis sure. isn't necessarily relaxation but often we can we can suggest relaxation and you know as you guys know you know anything you can do to reduce stress and anxiety yeah. in the body is great you're going to reduce inflammation you're going to promote better sleep you're going to yeah. you know help people You know, fear, reduce the urge to perhaps binge eat and you know, all these kinds of mm -hmm. negative things which you know ultimately affect people's health in the long term mm -hmm. so um there's a couple of things you know anxiety is a is a big one in today's world uh, people are yeah. more and yeah. more aware of anxiety and there is more and more awareness of of mental health Which is which is a good a good thing, but also has a also has a slightly negative side as well, because it leads people to think, at least through the, the googling of symptoms, saying, "Well, maybe I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have a yeah. anxiety disorder." Mm -hmm. And without even going to see anybody, right? Going to go to see a professional, they diagnose themselves as having anxiety, and that can be kind of problematic because they they. So the untrained eye, they are using that as if it were um, like, a, like you've got a, a cut on your knee or you've got a, a brain tumor. You have this, whereas it's slightly different for things like anxiety and stress is that really you are, I like to say, people look at me funny when I say this. I say, well, you are, you are doing anxiety. And that's not to blame the pit person, but mm -hmm. to say, Listen, this is this is generated on the inside. Mm -hmm. This is generated as a result of your perception. So let's see if we can change that perception. And mm -hmm. you, you change perceptions all the time, right? If you if you go to a restaurant you think you really like, but one day they give you really bad service and you go back mm -hmm. again, they give you really bad service, it mm -hmm. changes your perception. Mm -hmm. And you no longer go back to it. You never do it again. 
Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So in terms of working with things like anxiety, it's really about changing people's perceptions around um, the what seem to be the triggers and to show them it's not really quite like mm-hmm. that, you know. A nice example is um, there's a, it's a very old story of a, of a man walking through a desert mm-hmm. and he's walking through a desert, it's a hot day, sun beating down and he sees what seems to be a snake in the sand, something long and black and curled up mm-hmm. and as he sees it he starts to panic, he starts to feel the stress, start to feel his heartbeat faster, palpitations, sweating, mm-hmm. catastrophic thinking, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Uh-oh, you know, all yeah. of this. But as he gets closer, he sees something. He realizes that it's not a snake. It's just a piece of rope and left mm-hmm. behind. <laughs> and what do you think happens to his experience in that moment, the moment that he realizes the rope? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all the symptoms go or disappears. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, in front of a nasty snake, you might feel like that. Mm-hmm. But often, we as humans can respond to situations as if there were truly a snake there as if there were truly a real danger when in reality it's a it's a bit of a misunderstanding it's been encoded as a danger but in reality what we're seeing is a kind of like a bit of an illusion and so when people start to see that it starts to change their their own experience of what they are doing and that because mm-hmm. you know, once you really see it for what it is, it becomes very difficult to re-experience it. And you really see the kind of illusory nature of thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very so, true. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of things. And, and yeah, I teach things like breathing techniques and things like that as well, you know. But mm-hmm. um, hypnosis can also be very effective in helping people really see something differently. See mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. differently, and when you see it differently, the whole thing just just collapses. And then it's one thing knowing it, right? It's not one thing me telling you that, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to actually have a an experience of that, to actually have the embodied realization that that experience that was causing you trouble isn't quite what it seems. To really feel that, and to be able to notice the same experience and not have the same reaction mm-hmm. and to sort of look at what nothing you know but would you yeah. say that it has helped with like like maybe on a tangent no like repetitive thought patterns for people that have or it can possibly help if they've had um for instance ocds or yeah. um like social anxiety symptoms yeah. And like OCD. constant repetitive. Yeah. O- OCD is really anxiety on, on steroids. It can help there. And again, the, the problem of the habitual nature of it isn't really the, the true issue. It's the, it's the emotion behind it. And that's where, that's where hypnosis comes into its own, is really communicating with those unconscious processes. You know, some people call it the unconscious mind, the subconscious mm-hmm. mind these things which have perhaps been running for a long, long time in the background and without people's true awareness, um, hypnosis can be really effective there too. Yeah. And I feel like we all know, sorry. (laughs) No, go ahead. I feel like we all know the feeling of like the fear of going outside of your comfort zone. And as soon as you do it, you realize it wasn't that bad. I feel like that's, I'm definitely a person like that, that was always super scared that I would miss my, so I would check oh. like in the night mm-hmm. and, I, and mm-hmm. then at some point I was like, dude, you really, you need to learn to trust yourself mm-hmm. and like, just put away your phone and go to sleep. And I've never missed an alarm. And I luckily don't do that anymore. But my question would be, 
how did you get into this Oliver like how did, yeah. did you struggle with these things and kind of got into it or did you just always naturally were kind of drawn because I feel like it's such a niche thing that you do yeah. it's so impressive mm -hmm. but how do you get there how do you get there it's a good question <laughs> um well I didn't have a particularly traumatic um childhood would be a good story wouldn't it if I said that <laughs> but um, no in fact when I was about um, I didn't get into it in the in the first stage for therapeutic purposes at all I sort of it was a curiosity there was a there was a tv program on in the I'm going to show my age here in the 90s um, <laughs> in 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 the UK and it they, they featured like a a uh, head teacher, school head teacher, who was also an evil hypnotist, if you like. I thought, mm -hmm. I saw that. I thought, well, I can't obviously that can't be real. That's just in the show. And then mm -hmm. years and years later, as a teenager, I um, I I was reading something and it had like a little chapter on hypnosis, and it grabbed my attention. Is that a thing? And I, and I read it. I thought, hmm. Seems like it could be a thing. And I started to do a bit of. A bit of research and then I was talking to a friend and I said oh maybe you should get hypnotized he was saying I can't concentrate on my homework maybe you should get hypnotized and he said oh can you do that and I said yeah oh really <laughs> I just I just went for it and um and I just followed a very basic procedure and to my surprise okay. it worked it worked. That's fantastic. And, uh, That's really I mean, cool. he nearly fell off his chair at the time. I was, I was, oh. I was about 15, 16. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just tried it and it worked. I was like, wow. I thought, surely it can't be this easy. Yeah. And so that opened up a, like a huge, like can of, well, a rabbit hole, a can of worms, I guess. Because I was thinking, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I just talked to him and mm. he just sort of seemed to fall asleep. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. And so then I started really playing with it. I mean, I, I then studied uh, languages at university. And mm -hmm. uh, I remember I, I decided to abuse the university library system and begin to not only get books from the course I was doing, but enter into a different floor. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I would start I'd start to go through the, the psychology section and I started mm -hmm. to look out, hunt out books with anything to do with hypnosis. On it. I used to take them out and and try and understand what was going on and that's it it didn't make much sense but it was very heavy very old antiquated and academic and but it, it stayed with me it never went away and then i decided you know a good couple of years ago say okay, you know what i really enjoy this and i would kind of got a lot of practice through doing stuff with different friends just sort of fun things you know sticking people to tables and chairs and <laughs> people forget their name all these kinds of things you kind of see a stage oh, i was then, just thinking it was like hogwarts oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like because magic magic isn't real right but mm -hmm. it's the closest thing always it's the closest thing you can get to magic sometimes mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you can create seemingly magical experiences even though they're not yes. um but it can be very quickly understood like that interpreted mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and that's why that's why people can go to a stage show, for example, and have a, a wild experience, you know, doing all mm -hmm. kinds of crazy stuff because that that belief is there that this could happen. And it's, mm -hmm. it's done in a certain way in which that does happen very, very quickly, very, very easily. So, yeah, I didn't get into it in, in initial stages through any kind of therapeutic work. And mm -hmm. then it slowly started to dawn on me that, there was something a bit bigger behind this than just you know making people's arms float in that <laughs> you could actually you know, change people help people change their life you know mm -hmm. yeah. and change lifelong habits because if you mm -hmm. can if you can have somebody imagine that they are you know a cowboy for for, for two minutes and they completely believe they're a cowboy well what else can you do you know Oh, what yeah. else can you do? Because so if that person mm -hmm. was suddenly really, really shy, and now they're walking about like a cowboy or dancing around like a mm -hmm. ballerina, what does that <laughs> say about their the shyness? Mm -hmm. You know. So yeah, it it really went from there, and I just practiced and practiced and practiced, got certified in it, 
and now oh. I run a, uh, a practice here in, here in Brussels, seeing mm-hmm. all kinds of issues. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you never really intend to become a, a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just something that you kind of fall into. You know? I know any, and many other colleagues in the profession, perhaps they had a particular, particular difficulty and it was hypnosis, which helped them. That wasn't the case for me. Um, although it has helped me in different ways, helped confidence, it's helped speaking you know later on but in the initial stages i didn't get into it for for those reasons yeah cool that's okay but since self-hypnosis can do so many things for me and you have gotten me into it and i use it i wouldn't say on a daily basis but at least <laughs> on a weekly basis i gotta say that yeah. um what would you say do you use it yourself do you make use of your say abilities of your knowledge about it uh, in your yeah, daily life, basically? Yeah, all, all the time. I mean, I usually practice self-hypnosis, if not daily, if not every one, every two days, I should mm-hmm. say. Sometimes I use it to help fall asleep. Sometimes all I right. use it to help with, with goal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just used for a quick, a quick recharge, a quick energy boost. Yes. Yeah. So that tool um, is it's, amazing. It's, it's really... Um, well, it's really quite versatile. You can do quite a lot of things mm-hmm. with it. You know, some people would use it to help control eating habits. Others would be mm-hmm. for exercise motivation. Other people might use it to just reduce stress or um, maybe help them before a, a sports game or mm-hmm. like that. You know, there's it's a very wide and broad tool. But is it like a specific technique that you use for all of them or is it different depending on the outcome? Um there are there's a set of techniques that you can that you can use i mean i have different ways which i can take myself into that experience there are you know i have i have a, about three or four which i would use myself but there are many more that you could you could learn it's really about finding the one for you mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what that is and there are different things which you can do which when you go there but the the basics of it are pretty much consistent which and it tends to involve around what we, the power of dissociation so seeing yourself doing something seeing yourself performing in a certain situation and watching that person do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then as you do that it has a very interesting effect is that it starts to it's like something starts to click and people start to realize well actually i can do it because i just did it there Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. so start, mm-hmm. it has a very interesting effect it's, it's kind of a lot of people do it without even realizing as well mm-hmm. people hypnotize themselves without even realizing um, athletes you know for example will often imagine themselves you know scoring or putting the, the basketball through the through the through the net um, they'll imagine themselves doing that before a match they'll go mm-hmm. into it they'll go into a competition believing that they're going to win, believing that they're at their best. And that, in a way, is also a form of hypnosis. But here we're just really kind of doing it formally and adding, you know, a bit of process to it and to enrich it. I sometimes say that um, my, one of my trainers said that hypnosis is really an amplifier of human mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. So you can do all this stuff without hypnosis. You know, you can, sometimes I do that. Sometimes some people don't want to be hypnotized. They can mm-hmm. still get the change. But hypnosis is kind of like a little little thing that just helps the journey along. It helps mm-hmm. the critical mind to kind of take a back seat and so you can mm-hmm. really focus on what you want. Would you say that it can like actually consciously change the type of person that you are with repetitive effort of like daily hypnosis? Or would you say that it's more a short term solution for instance if you're lacking confidence and then you do it and then you feel it's, good i would say it's, it's 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 definitely a uh, more of a long-term, long-term. solution because mm-hmm. if you change if you change the eye and we could spend hours talking about who is i but um <laughs> if you change the eye then you you change a lot when you change mm-hmm. that identity then you know obviously it's not you can't become a man and a woman <laughs> yeah, not, it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. It's not that powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, but for things like that, for, for 
the the dialogue of you saying i'm shy for example mm -hmm. well who yeah. is that i does it really exist or is that just a concept that you are repeating to yourself all the time and if yeah. so what could be put in its place what would be something more suitable so yes it, it can change it can change your belief about yourself as for your actual personality that that remains to be seen you know some people are who they are for all kinds of different reasons there's a lot more in it than just people mm -hmm. you know there's, there's the upbringing there's social factors there's job status all these things kind of determine you know how you live your life you know but right. you start making a change somewhere and you never know how it's going to you know impact on other things too exactly because i i personally just want to add because we're medical students there's um i've talked to i think i talked to emma about this previously but dr joe dispenza mm -hmm. he's a doctor that really like through he's helped people with stage four cancer and like terminal cancer and they've actually believed like certain cells regenerating and um returning back to normal or um there's actual research in like growing like athletes growing their muscle mass mm -hmm. through actually like visualizing and you know so i think as doctors we can definitely use a lot of these techniques and for me that i wanted to be a psychiatrist and like you don't need antidepressants sometimes and that might mm -hmm. be you know a big shift or you might need it for if i mean if it's i guess if it's crucial then for certain hormonal balances yeah but other cases you can definitely i would say heal anxiety and i've done it through hypnosis myself so i think that would be interesting for my patients to know that there are other ways and you don't always have to refer to like the standard technique you know and and also like emma said but like for the children with cancer like i think it's also important for us to highlight the importance of like actually going internally and saying okay so these are the issues and there are other techniques. I don't always have to follow the traditional route of like medication or, you know, um, a diagnosis. You have ADHD. You have like, let's stop labeling ourselves sometimes, I think is important. And like, actually understand what are the areas you want to work on and stop feeding into that story of like, like you said, I'm shy, I'm anxious, I'm this, I'm this. Because you're internally, you're not favoring your future self. You know, and changing, like for anyone listening, changing that internal dialogue might be hard after 20 plus years, but everyone can do it. And if you actually set some time for yourself daily, whether that's hypnosis, whether that's meditation, and kind of like see what you're telling yourself, you know, because you're programming, yeah. you know, subconsciously, whether you like it or not. Yeah. That, that yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting what you're saying. And Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to recommend my future patients to like <laughs> hypnosis. And, and there's an interesting, you mentioned uh, antidepressants, but there's an interesting bit of research which came out you know, a number of years ago, about yeah. eight or nine years ago. And they did an interesting study and they, they showed that, yeah, the antidepressants, they do have an effect, of course. Um, but they found that a placebo had almost... Mm -hmm. Same, the same effect, effect. Mm. Yeah. and it was only in very severe cases that it had the had the the, the antidepressants had the advantage. Yeah, and there's as I say, you know, people are kind of programmed to respond in a medicalized way to any kind of symptoms, any kind of symptoms they have. They say, "Oh, well, there must be there must be something inherently wrong with me." You know, there must be. I have this, this is not normal. And there's, a, mm -hmm. you know, there's, I think we have to be very careful about this sort of increasing medicalization of sometimes mm. normal, normal human experience. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. you know, yeah. people, yes. people go through adversity. That's part of life. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's normal to feel some stress. It's normal to feel a bit of anxiety, but some people, but it can be very easy to cross over the line to say, Oh no, I have an anxiety disorder mm -hmm. um, and all of a sudden you start associating yourself with that when you see the wrong person they say oh yes well you've got the 
you've got some anxiety disorder, you better take some medication. And mm -hmm. people accept that because it's what they're used to, mm -hmm. what they are conditioned to. Exactly. To. Um, so yeah, I think there's some some caution to be said. I mean, hypnosis is not a it's not a it's not a magical wonder wonder cure for everything, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, it's one which uh, can be very helpful for some people. Um, and just the techniques themselves can uh, really make a, a big difference. I think. Definitely. For sure, definitely. And I think at this point, it yeah. would be quite crucial to ask, you know, I think a lot of people that I've maybe not experienced hypnosis themselves might question, let's say, the safety of it. Can you quickly elaborate on, is it a safe technique to use? Do people need to be worried or, like, yeah, be worried about it in general? Okay. So that's a really good question. And it's, it's one of the first questions that people have in their mind. Is it, is it safe? Because mm -hmm. there's a couple of, a lot of misconceptions out there people think mm -hmm. it's about mind control or they're going to be put under you know under as mm -hmm. if they're going under a, an anesthetic and they're not going to be aware of anything and all that is is really based on on myth and fiction uh, in reality people are very much aware of what's going on they're very much part of the process it's actually quite a an active and engaged process mm -hmm. you are involved in your experience mm -hmm. you, you have to take an active role in your hypnosis if you like mm -hmm. in terms of safety and um, there are a couple of like contraindications where you probably want to talk to your doctor first so mm -hmm. you know if you, if you have um personality disorders if you have um schizophrenia uh, mm -hmm. epilepsy um mm -hmm. certain heart conditions you probably wouldn't want to volunteer for a stage show for example there are certain things where you'd want to proceed with caution um mm -hmm. so and like with any tool you know it it can be used and misused you know mm -hmm. it's like a any any you can say a film could be dangerous or a, a video game could be dangerous mm -hmm. it's, it's how mm -hmm. you it's really how it's used and so it's also important to make sure that you know the person you're going to see is is someone that you you trust and you can trust you know, yes that sort of is on your wavelength understand mm -hmm. and gets it you know and that's that's been recommended to you or mm -hmm. um, you've read some reviews and you, you know, you kind of yep. get a feel for who they are. So that, that's quite important. Um, so any, you know, any, you know, like just like if you take a hammer, you can do some great DIY. You can put some <laughs> pictures up, you can fix things, you know, yeah. put things together. You can also do a lot of damage. You can make holes in walls. Yes. Um, so, Fact. but it is a very, in, in generally speaking, though, it's a it's a pretty gentle process. You know, it is. Yes, it's a pretty gentle. Process. But but you know, strong emotions do come up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and so you want to go with a, a somebody who, you know, has the experience and has the expertise to be able to deal with those kinds of things as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Very much so. So I would say, like, you need to trust the hypnotist just as well as you need to trust your doctor, and. In that regards of safety, I want to I wanna actually quote my friend Oliver here once said to me, I think it was the first time that I experienced hypnosis, is you said to me, you're very much still in control of what's happening and whether you want to allow whatever is going on. Is that correct? Yeah, you're still, the, there can be a sense of, it depends on the context as well, right? Mm -hmm. Context is key. So mm -hmm. if, for example, you, if you're at a stage show, then the context is slightly different. Mm -hmm. Because during that show, the the hypnotist through performance and through persuasion and through little tricks has kind of convinced the audience that there's some kind of thing, something powerful is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And already by people volunteering to go and watch that show, they've already bought into that frame. They've already mm -hmm. bought into that context of, or they're going to make them do something you know, they don't want or they, mm -hmm. they don't want to do it's not what they don't want to do but they perhaps wouldn't do it normally so that you know that that's that's still a possibility in, in, a, in a stage show but in a in a clinical practice it's very different you know mm -hmm. you're, you're there yeah. because you, you generally because you really want to be there and because mm -hmm. the change that you want to make is is the is for you you know and so in so it's, you're going to be in control of that experience Mm -hmm. You're going to start running around like a dog simply because you're in a, <laughs> you're in a, um, you're in a, you're with a hypnotist. No, the context is, is, is what's key here. You know, mm -hmm. because you can't, I can't, it'd be lying to say that 
people go onto a stage and they end up doing things which um, they probably wouldn't do normally. But it's not necessary to say that they're things that they don't want to do, but it's they're up on a stage for mm-hmm. starters. I mean, you know, it takes some courage to get up on a stage in front of thousands of people. Yes, so it's already that's already playing in their in their favour. Plus, there's also mm-hmm. social compliance going on. There's all kinds of mm-hmm. factors. So mm-hmm. it, it is, is a is a big it's a big difference. Um, but the experience they have, you know, is fundamentally similar. You know, they're going to feel mm-hmm. very focused. They're going to be using their imagination. They're going to be imagining a different reality to the point where it actually affects their actual experience. And also mm-hmm. what happens on stage, you know, it's just for a short period of time, what happens in, a, um, in an office and a clinical setting is, is much different. You know, mm-hmm. Follow up and there's feedback, you know, and, it's, mm-hmm. and, and to be honest, the hypnosis is just a small part of that. I mean, it's not that I mean, my sessions, they, they tend to be about 60 to 90 minutes, mm-hmm. but then people are not in hypnosis for that amount of time. There's mm-hmm. a lot of preparation to build yeah. up to that to yeah. as i always say the conscious mind is a bit like a leader it's got to mm-hmm. lead first you know because you can do all the kinds of therapy all the kinds of techniques you want you know you can try out hundreds of different kinds of modalities to change but if you're just sort of sitting back and hoping something's going to happen something's mm-hmm. going to kind of you know something magical is going to happen they're going to wait you know do some magical dust and something's going to mm-hmm. happen <laughs> it's not going to happen no and <laughs> you really have to take that first step and say, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And you've got to, you've got to move to what you've got to take that first step towards and your unconscious mind yes. follow. Yes. yes. Crucial thing is that you want it here and that you indulge yeah. yourself and yeah. involve yourself in it. Definitely. Yes. I feel like there you have to be perceptive to even perceptive. be open to doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I think a lot of people are scared. Right. Oh, this is kind of weird. Let's not do that. You know, because it's just in society, I feel like if you talk about that, it can quickly, like there are a lot of mindful people, but they're all like, what is that? Even meditation, they're just not open towards it. But I think Mm -hmm. what I would like to see, because I'm all about kind of prevention is like schools, schools starting doing like meditation practice, hypnosis Mm -hmm. practice, that's something you learn as a child, not that right. it's, it's not going to cure everything, but it gives you those tools to deal with it, mm-hmm. to kind of deal with those emotions and sort it out that maybe you don't have that sentence in your head, like, I'm so shy because the kids in school, they didn't talk to me, but maybe other kids talk to you, but mm-hmm. you only focus on this to kind of like filter it out. So my question would be, would you think that society is becoming more perceptive or like, receptive to practices like this or are we still far away i think i think things are changing um with the with the interest in mental health at the moment um it mm-hmm. is changing and you only have to look at some of the big apps out there like uh, mm-hmm. headspace and calm which are now multi-million multi-billion dollar companies yeah um that there is changing it and you know mindfulness and meditation a little while you know you go back 10 years ago 20 years ago it was still very much considered some kind of woo woo eastern mm-hmm. stuff that you had to sort yes. of dress in special yes. clothes sit on the floor mm-hmm. weird music with kind of interesting people there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was kind of it was it, it felt perhaps a little yeah. bit too niche a bit, a bit too far mm-hmm. away too new age mm-hmm. for people and hypnosis perhaps has a little bit more of a journey to make because mm-hmm. of the you know, the social constructs that are out yeah. there but yes. i think it's changing and that's part of our job is also to help help people understand what it is to be there and to mm-hmm. sort of say hey you know this is a, let, let me show you what's really going on would you really like to know how you can actually make your own arm float can you like to know how you yeah. can numb pain would you mm-hmm. like to know how you can you know, change a habit or mm-hmm. you know develop more self-efficacy and to better manage your emotions you know these are very easy and, and powerful techniques that people can develop and i think schools is yeah it's one area which which it, it'd be great you know if yeah taught in schools um mm-hmm. for people it's a good tool it's a tool it's a it's like like meditation like mindfulness and they are there are some mm-hmm. crossovers it's a tool which is a, is a resource which you can have you've got yeah. it in your pocket and you just bring it out like lucas has, has yeah. said just 
brings yes. it out whenever he wants to use mm-hmm. it. It's there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's so powerful. And it was really interesting because I told my mom today, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get hypnotized. And she was like, yeah, did you know your grandpa is like, was a certified hypnotist? And I was like, oh, no, right. okay. no way. And he passed away already like 15 years ago, but he grew up in California. So he was super, you know, and a lot of things are kind of different. He had his incense on, but he was, he had high anxiety and he went to law school and he got stomach ulcers and Mm. had to quit because he had, he was Mm -hmm. so stressed and he kind of found like healing through these tools, which is so cool to now find out. Like he was such a guru for me that, now I'm sitting here also very interested in that, but he did it 30 years ago. Fantastic. That's really cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Love that. That's, I think it's like, I don't know. It is something that people have recently started also doing, but for me, like, because I did it and I did it myself, mm-hmm. I never thought we would find, like, I never thought I would, first of all, have this conversation with you, but also like, because for me, it's always been something very, like, personal. And no one really, I don't really talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. But it's because, like you said, it has a little taboo of, like, oh, my God, hypnosis. Like, you're being hypnotized. Yeah. Like, what mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you mean? So, like, shifting that perspective is, is really important. And for me, it has worked. Like, I have done practices where, like, I've told myself I have photographic memory for exams. And mm-hmm. I actually memorize everything. Like, it's like in comparison to when I wouldn't hypnotize myself. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the change. Um, and yeah, it's insane. It's really, really cool. You yeah. can change so much. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> it is, it is. I might actually become a hypnotherapist one day. Yes. <laughs> no, but oh, you got a contact now. <laughs> yeah, I got a contact. Oliver. But okay, Oliver, so where are you currently based in? So I'm currently based in Brussels, Belgium, um, where I've been for the last uh, nearly nine years now. So it's been quite a while. Um, As you can tell from my very British accent, (laughs) (laughs) I am originally from the UK. Oh, okay. Nice. But is it like, so you've been practicing, for how long have you been practicing? So my hypnosis practice, I started in 2019. I opened up in 2019 just perfect timing just before a uh, a global pandemic (laughs) so a lot of my initial sessions were online and Mm -hmm. people would wonder oh online does that really work well it's the thing again the change is happening in in your mind right yeah happening in your mind so you don't need to be in a particular room and i'm not i haven't got any magnet powers or things coming (laughs) out of my hands or eyes so you don't Mm -hmm. need to be directly in front of me and you just need to be able to hear me and to be able to understand what I'm saying. And I need to be able to see you. And it works in exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I initially started with a lot of online sessions. Now I see most of my clients now in person uh, mm-hmm. here, in, uh, here in Brussels. But uh, I, I see people from all over the world, from the US to, um, to Australia, oh. to yes. um, all over Germany, you know, Belgium. That's really <laughs> these days, you, there, and there are a lot of, and there are a lot of people that will offer what um mm-hmm. so um it's 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 now increasingly an option out there for people to yes. go and explore and to um if there's something which is a priority for them they really want to change then it can be a great option cool yes yes and i can tell from personal experience that there's close to no difference whether you are with oliver in person and he hypnotizes you or you are via the video video chat there's close to no difference of course there is a difference of like feeling environment and etc but other than that like the effect has been for me at least more or less the same so that's absolutely fantastic yep i mean we did it we did it we did it in three different countries yeah we did we (laughs) did all of us are in a different country yeah four but like also the fa- <laughs> now that I'm so like intrigued of forgetting my name, but like, <laughs> I'm like, I want to know how that feels like, but there's so many cool things you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially after the pandemic, w- people went through some, you know what I mean? Like it was such <laughs> a shift in consciousness. Everyone started, you know, 
the issues were now internally because we couldn't go out we couldn't go traveling we couldn't so we were faced with ourselves ultimately and with our emotions and and things that we've been distracting ourselves for so long for you know and Mm -hmm. the anxiety came up especially for i mean me and emma went through 2020 was insane it was rough Mm -hmm. um it was rough (laughs) it was you know you know online schooling there's so many things and now it's like you have to deal with the issues you have to sit with yourself and these come up and hypnosis definitely helps. I feel like yeah. I'm being sponsored by like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know who I'm being sponsored by, but um, yeah, and meditation. You can collect your check later. Yeah, <laughs> Oliver's paid me prior to this meeting. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, but Oliver, so where can we find you on social media? Do you have Instagram? Yes. So you can find me, um, first of all, by my website, mm-hmm. um, boosthypnosis.com. On there. will be linked if, in the bio. In the bio, yeah. If yep. uh, anyone is curious to kind of have a first experience, there is a 20-minute deep relaxation audio that they can go and grab for free. Um, oh, and if cool. they're interested in having a little chat, then there's an option just to book a, a quick call with me and we'll have a, a chat together to see what mm-hmm. options are there. For Otherwise, on Instagram, you can find me at... Um, the name is just boost.hypnosis. Boost.hypnosis, you'll find my Instagram. And I'm there. Yes. Exciting. I'm going to give you a follow. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for joining. Minutes, turning them on now. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Right. Thank you so much for coming. And You're welcome very much for joining us today. It was yes. a blast. I hope it was just as enjoyable and informative uh, for our listeners as it was for yes. us. So it thank really you was. very much. Well, find us of the podcast, The Fact That, on YouTube. Find us on Instagram, The Fact That Official. Find us on Twitter, The Fact That Subscore. Give us a listen. Listen to all previous episodes, upcoming episodes. Be stoked for more to come. And we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. (laughs)